just whatever uh, circumstance you may be facing at the moment, we've just been declaring a truth of who our God is. That our God is able to be both the fierce lion and the lamb. And his perfect uh, love is made, and his strength is made perfect in our weakness. This is a God that we worship. This is a God that is with us in all that we go through in life. God, we want to pray that as we turn to your word now, as we turn to hear from what you want to say to us through your word, that you would keep in our minds that vision of who you are, of how big and how great you are. That you keep in our minds that vision that there is no one and nothing that can stop you, God. taken from Nehemiah chapter 4 verses 1 to 6 and you'll find this on page 488 in your church Bibles. When Sanballat heard that we were rebuilding the wall he became angry and was greatly incensed. He ridiculed the Jews and in the presence of his associates and the army of Samaria he said What are those feeble Jews doing? Will they restore their wall? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they finish in a day? Can they bring the stones back to life from those heaps of rubble, burned as they are? (coughs) Tobiah the Ammonite, who was at his side, said, What they are building, if even a fox climbed up on it, he would break down their wall of stones. Hear us, O our God, for we are despised. Turn their insults back on their own heads. Give them over as plunder in a land of captivity. Do not cover up their guilt or blot out their sins from your sight, for they have thrown insults in the face of the builders. So we rebuilt the wall till all of it reached half its height, for the people worked with all their heart. In New Testament reading, you'll find it on page 1190, and it's from 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 13 to 17. But we ought always to thank God for you, brothers loved by the Lord, because from the beginning God chose you to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in the truth. He called you to this through our gospel, that you might share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ, So then, brothers, stand firm and hold to the teachings we passed 
onto you, whether by word or mouth or by letter. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning. As we plough through Nehemiah, we come today courage in the face of fear. Right, can we have that first picture? Can somebody tell me who this is? No. I thought we might have one or maybe two who would know. Let's have the name. (laughs) Paul Brand. You can read about his remarkable life in two splendid books, The Gift of Pain, written by Philip Yancey and Paul Brand, and an auto, uh, not an, a biography written by Dorothy Clark Wilson, Ten Fingers for God. Paul worked as a missionary doctor in southern India, in Velour, in Tamil Nadu. His work with leprosy completely changed the outlook for sufferers from that disease. Key to this was his discovery that leprosy itself did not cause the loss of fingers and toes, of even more than that. Leprosy attacks nerves. The leper loses the sense of touch and the sense of pain. And when you have no feeling of pain, you very quickly damage yourself. You damage your fingers. You damage your your feet when you walk. You damage them to the point of losing them. And so he discovered that, in fact, pain is a very useful thing. It lets us know at the incipient point where we are about to damage ourselves. It lets us withdraw. We put our hand in the hot fire and the pain makes us withdraw. If we feel no pain, we burn. Pain is a gift. It is a gift which keeps us from doing similar damage. It keeps our bodies whole. I think maybe that fear fits into a similar category. Come with the next one. And we should consider fear as a gift. Just as an example here, let's imagine somebody who feels no fear who cannot recognise danger. What sort of life do they lead? They lead a life of reckless risk, time after time, 
I suspect a life like that will be brutish and short. Fear is something we have for a reason. It is a gift of God which lets us plot our way. But for many of us, we let fear dominate when perhaps it shouldn't. I thought here I might have a quick look and see just what the Bible had to say about fear. Let's just have a quick look. Fear and afraid, nearly 500 times in the Bible. Over 150 of those are saying, do not be afraid, have no fear. It is a constant feature. We live with fear. I'm reminded, and perhaps Nehemiah was too, of the words of God to Joshua, be strong and courageous. Perhaps we should remind ourselves, Steve, could you just come and help us do that? which is easy to call to mind it reminds us why we sing singing does something to us I know but it lets us remember important truths the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go so what what is it that we fear On reading that passage, my immediate thoughts were things like ridicule, danger, failure. I thought I'd try and find out a bit more, and I discovered this book by Susan Jeffers. Feel the fear and do it anyway. She identifies three levels of fear. Level one are the things that happen to us. Being alone, losing a loved one, illness, or things that maybe we have to do something about. Going back to school, making life-changing decisions, marriage, children, starting a relationship. Level two fears are to do with our internal state. How do we feel about ourselves? So things, fears like rejection, humiliation, failure. There is only one level three fear. And it is, I can't handle it. 
and it lies at the bottom of all of the other fears. Until we know that we can deal with that fear, we stand no chance of dealing with the others. Whenever I do something new, I feel apprehensive or fearful. I suspect we all do. But if I press on and do the new thing, the fear starts to dissipate. First time I stood up here and preached, I was shaking. I was very nervous, fearful. Was I going to make a fool of myself? Could I do this? But as I press on and do it, I don't stop feeling a little fearful because I want to do this well. But the fear dissipates. And believe you me, as it does, we start to feel better about ourselves. It is so much better to reach that point than to be trapped at the beginning, never taking the new step because we are afraid of the consequences. How many times do we tell our children or our spouses, be careful? <coughs> Actually, life consists of taking measured steps that are risky. That's what life is about. We judge risk, and fear is part of the way we judge it. So don't imagine that fear should not exist. Don't imagine we can banish it. We are fearful for a reason. With God help, God's help, we're able to deal with it. If we were to read on in Nehemiah over the next chapter or so, we'd find that the opposition to rebuilding the walls moved from insult and ridicule to the threat of physical attack. But we also learn how the people, and Nehemiah in particular, responded. And we can learn a lot by looking at that response. In the passage today, we got the instant response. It went from the narrative instantly to, Hear us, O Lord. There was no introduction to the prayer. There it came. Nehemiah's instant response is prayer. When Chris and I did our DTS, we met a young lady. Can we have a picture of her? This is Daphne. Young American lady, long, long dark hair. Daphne's first response to anything challenging was prayer. She had a real heartfelt openness to God. I have to say, at first I found this a bit uncomfortable. But I learned, I adjusted, until I found that my heart was lifted when we hit difficulties and she prayed so easily and openly. Even when I thought, I can't handle this, I knew in that prayer that God could. But the prayer wasn't all. 
Nehemiah saw no conflict between trust and action, between faith and fighting. I'm sure many of you remember the little story about the man on the roof in the floods who turned away the helicopter saying, my God's going to save me. And when he reached the pearly gates, St Peter said, well, we sent the helicopter, what was the matter with it? God expects us to do our bit. So there was Nehemiah, melding his prayer with his practical action. Have we got her? Yes, there we go. Prayer and pragmatism, I thought of this. When the threat was of physical attack, he posted watchmen. He armed the labourers. He gathered people together to boost morale. He reminded them of who their God is. And I wonder if we perhaps could remember, let's just have that next one. When the apostles were arrested by the Jewish authorities, the great Jewish teacher Gamaliel said, for if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourself fighting against God. He had grasped that truth about God. If God wants it to happen, it'll happen. And you can play your part or not, but it'll happen. So, be strong and courageous. You need to recognise and experience fear, but you need to learn to cope and move on. Don't be discouraged. This should help us tackle our fear at the most fundamental level. We can handle it. We can handle it because God is with us. And I think perhaps I was really forcefully reminded of this. As we pray, and as we praise, we remind ourselves who God is. And I'm reminded of Isaiah chapter 40, where God's words through Isaiah are coming to the exiles in Babylon, reminding them of who it is who made the promises to them. Who was it? It was God who holds the oceans. He cups them in his hand. It was God who measures out the heavens with the breadth of his hand. It was God who weighs in the balance the mountain ranges. With God, anything is possible. God is powerful. God is tender. God is wise. He can handle it. And therefore... With our prayer, with our praise reminding us who God is, and with our practical action, so can we feel the fear. You can't avoid the fear, but you can move through, you can accept it, 
It reminds you there is risk. And then you pray and you remind yourself that God is with you and that God is powerful, tender and wise. Together, we can handle it.